AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it's your girl Ebony here. And before we dive into this week's episode, let's do a little housekeeping, okay? This past Saturday, I had the incredible opportunity to be a part of Charlemagne's Mental Wealth Expo, and it was truly an unforgettable experience. I had the privilege of discussing my coloring books and conducting a whole workshop on the importance of honoring your inner child. And y'all, it was truly rewarding. Like, I had the pleasure of meeting many new individuals, both professional homegirls and some really amazing stand-up men. And my heart is just overflowing with gratitude. I want to express my sincere thanks to all of you 
for your love and support. And I am so excited for us to link up really soon. Also, for those of you that hit me up asking me if I was okay, because y'all can tell that I was sick in the previous episodes, I am much better now. I did have COVID, but I am good now. So thank you so much for checking on the kid. Now, in this week's episode, we welcome back a special guest for the third time. I'm a paranormal investigator, and together we dive deep into the realm of all things paranormal. Our conversation covers the latest trends in paranormal activities, the importance of safety in investigations, the intriguing topic of spiritual warfare, and so much more. This episode is a part of my spooky series, so get ready to immerse yourself in the eerie and mysterious as we kick off this week's episode starting now. So to my guests, thank you so much for being a part of the show again. Yes, you're welcome. So to the baddest Ghostbuster out there, how you feeling? How you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am so happy to be back on here with you, Miss Evening. I know, I know, y'all. We have this is gonna be her third conversation with me on the show. So I'm so excited to have you on because I'm like, how can I do the spooky series and not have you on? <laughs> Oh, goodness. You can't. You cannot do it without me. Right? <laughs> so before we begin, let's catch up. So it's been a little over a year since the last time we spoke, and I'm fiending to get my hands on your second book. So how has that been coming along? You know, it's been it's been coming along pretty good. There mm-hmm. is a couple of parts of the book that I had to shift around. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking forward to releasing it before Halloween. So it could be like my new, my Halloween seasonal uh, release. Right. So I was a little disappointed that it didn't get that opportunity to release because I had some uh, traumatic things happen this year. But it's still, it's still some traction on it. It's still okay. some motion on it. So I know definitely you know, I'm looking forward to at least getting it printed by the end of the year. Okay, good, good, good. So last time you were very tight-lipped about some of the details in the second book. <laughs> but since we are family and we kick in, what can you tell us? Okay. Just a little well, bit. Well, okay. So if you had an opportunity to read the first book, 10 Feet Under, mm-hmm. you kind of know a little bit about the journey. And, and that was pretty much the journey of my childhood and what my family went through and the experiences I had with Ghost Encounters. So this is the adult version of what I do. Uh, It encompasses uh, my investigations. It also encompasses other journeys and research that I've done currently with my investigations in certain areas of the United States. So, you know, one interesting thing that I will share about the book that kind of left a little bit of a cliffhanger from the last book. Come on, tell Um, us. People were wanting to know, what was was under the house? Right. (laughs) Yeah, because you said it was buried 10 feet under. Yeah. And I know we spoke about it being humans. Yes. Yes. I ain't so forget. so underneath <laughs> this house, there was it's a it's a Native American burial ground and it's also a slave burial ground. Wow. And there was an owner by the name of Charles Jeffries that purchased thirty three hundred acres of land in Kansas City. So it spread out for so many different territories and so many different counties. And when he purchased this land, that very area in the subdivision that we lived in, Mm -hmm. that was where the slaves were buried. Wow. So that whole lot that my house was on, the neighbor's house, the adjacent houses on the next street, that entire lot 
was that slave, that slave and Native American burial ground. So the significance of the 10 feet under was because when the, during the Civil War, because this is kind of what enacted a part of the Civil War, Missouri was a state that was last to, imbo- to, to abolish slavery. I don't know if most people know that. Come on, take us so, to history class. Come on now. <laughs> so let me go ahead and take y'all back to history. Let me take them back. So, and this is the unspoken history, actually, the unspoken truth. So, um, well, you know, anything with us is unspoken, child. Oh, you, you know what? You better say that because it really is. <laughs> right. It really, really is. So in this area, um, Kansas was a free state. Missouri was not. Mm. So it was the last day to abolish slavery. So when the union came in to take over this territory and kick all these slave owners out and make them abide by, you know, the anti-slavery laws, this owner was not going quietly. So anything that these slave owners had, whether it was slaves and property and cattle, anything that they had that was considered property, because, you know, slaves was considered property back then. So the union would come and take unless they surrendered it. So if they did not surrender it, union would come in and kill slaves. It didn't even matter. They And it was such a contradiction of what they were doing, what the goal and objective was. So why are we killing the people we're trying to protect? But that's 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 what that, you know, that whole situation was. So in that particular area where that house was, the slaves, the slave owner, Charles Jeffries, killed his own slaves and buried them in that sector of land on that lot, 10 feet under. Some of the slaves that were kind of like semi-alive, they were trying to crawl out the, the graves. Wow. So they would dig the graves deeper. So instead of six feet, they dug them 10 feet. And then that way it was more difficult for them to actually climb out and survive oh, and run horrible. away. Wow. So that's, that's that little cliffhanger. That's what's buried. And, and the crazy part is a lot of the houses in that same subdivision are built on concrete flats. So if anybody knows, you know, construction wise, what that is, that means there's no basement. Right. And there's, you know, uh, there's very, very few uh, plumbing lines and things that run, you know, very deep in the ground. Right. And they did that because they knew that there was unmarked graves beneath there. So they they went any lower than that. They were going to run into some bones. So to this day, there are bones buried underneath these houses. And that's what kind of starts this journey that I'm on now. And that feeds into the other part of the book, the second book. Can you blame the spirits for being mad? (laughs) You you can't. They're being disturbed. First, they were disturbed, period, as humans. Then their bodies were desecrated and put in these unmarked graves. And then they're just kind of like trapped there, you know? And then they built houses on top of it to cover up the the desecration of everything. And then it's like, why are we surprised that they're disturbing everything else above the surface? Right. It's no shocker. You know what I just thought about? So the um, conversation that came out before this one, um, she was saying how she grew up in a haunted house as well. And that's pretty much how she got started within her journey. And it's kind of similar to yours. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, do the spirits like just choose who they want to be a part of this space? Because a lot of people, well, I'm not gonna say a lot, because it is hard to find black women in this industry. But from the ones that I know, like yourself and the last guest, like, I'm just starting to see a correlation between living in an actual space where it's haunted and now you have a career in it and, you know, actually just trying to figure out like what is going on. Yeah. You know, um, 
there's so many questions that I've had about the connections, right. the connection when it comes to spiritual, a person's, a person's individual journey. So that particular house that we lived in, we were not the only people that went through that mm-hmm. traumatic experience. There were people, there was actually a young lady that um, I had known years ago. She moved into the same house and had the same traumatic paranormal encounters. Mm. And I'm actually working with her <laughs> so she could tell her story because it was a lot that actually went on with her. Her husband committed suicide. Like there was a lot. Is she black? She, she is black. She is black. Wow. Yes. She is black. <laughs> She's a mother. She had a husband. She had a family. You know, they always think it's like this traumatic story with the black family. No, she was a married woman, had a husband, had children. They lived in this house. Because the house is in a decent neighborhood. Yeah. At least that's what we classified it as. You know, when we were younger, we'd be moved, you know, like the Jefferson's moving on up. So when they moved in that house, they started experiencing things. And, wow. you know, this is all in the second book as well. And the things that she went through was very similar to what we experienced wow. when we lived there. And I'm assuming her husband uh, committed suicide because of all the things that was going on? Yes, because, and it's kind of like to, to circle back around your initial question because some people are more sensitive to certain kind of energies than others. So she was a little bit strong-willed and he was more of the sensitive. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it impacted him much more um, deeper than it did her. But, you know, even the, and then there was a son, one of her sons, he was impacted a lot more than the daughter. So it was just people wow. wake up and have scratches on him and he just be in sweats. And like it was it was a traumatic journey for her family. Wow. Oh, that's why I can't wait for the second book. <laughs> and we can have her <laughs> for the next the next uh, spooky series next year. Because, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it'll be ready way before then. So it's going to be a lot of stuff that's getting released next year. Like a lot of stuff that I've been working on that'll be getting released next wow. year. So how has your perspective on the paranormal evolved since you first started investigating? And have there been any significant changes in the field during your career? Yes. My perspective when it comes to the paranormal, you know, it has expanded. Um, you know, I go into anything again, like, you know, any other person that wants to find out a different version of truth, logical right. skepticism. So I take that mindset, but I also keep in mind that, you know, every situation and paranormal encounter is always going to be so intricately different. Right. So especially for certain individuals. So I've not only learned more about the different types of paranormal energies, I've been able to identify them a lot better in connection to some religious beliefs. Because mm-hmm. initially I would kind of steer away from the whole religious perspective because I didn't want that to intertwine with my identity and right. my research. So. Now I'm taking certain events and I'm, con- I'm connecting the dots when it comes to religious beliefs and religious stance. And it helps me with my investigations, especially if I'm going into, um, you know, a Christian or a Catholic or, right. you know, I, I have the ability to say, OK, you know, this is what I can expect from this particular entity or these particular experiences because this family has this religious dynamic. Mm. So. There's been many connections and associations um, with religion that I've started to encompass in my research and with with anybody that does the investigations with me. I I, I tell them ahead of time, all right, we're dealing with 
a person whose background is this and this is their belief structure. So I've also encompassed, you know, if there's somebody that is dealing with an entity, you know, I'm not a ghost buster. I'm an investigator. I don't put them in the backpack and take them with me. Right, right, right. But I can give you some guidance on what might actually help you kind of calm the energies that you're you're dealing with. In some cases, you might just have to move. Yeah. You know, there might not be any calming the energies to, to get you through what you're dealing with. Sometimes they're not going anywhere. Just yeah. like where you were living at. Yeah. They were not going anywhere. So. Like you and they house. Well, yeah, yeah, that's their territory. They're buried there. We interrupt and they peace. Right. So you got to make a decision. So a, a lot of that has been a turning point for me when it comes to my investigations is using that component of religious identification. And have there been any significant changes in the field during your career? Yes, yes. So I use a lot more equipment now because mm. I've learned that like if I, for example, I went into a, a, a facility in Warsaw, Missouri. And yeah, in this like area. some crazy shit going on there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know Warsaw, Missouri existed until somebody <laughs> me hit me up about investigation. So they have certain types of, um, back in the day, they had certain types of um, materials and construction that they use. So some of my equipment didn't register as much when I go to certain areas. Mm. So even though the structure might be the same, the insulation in the house might be different, or there might be some interferences. Right. So I had to start getting different types of equipment that would actually be able to manipulate and, and get through those different structures. Right. So but one that's place expensive. that I went, it, it does get expensive. Yeah. It does get expensive because, you know, I'm looking at a, a, a device that I paid $500 for yeah. just so I can do certain kinds of investigations, but it, it helps. So there was one location in Warsaw and it had a tunnel in the bottom of it. So there's some, some types of equipment I can't use going through this big, gigantic, spooky tunnel. Right. I take this uh, device I use, it's called a radiation detector. And then there's another attachment that I had to purchase that was like $500, but it gives off a better signal because it's in a, it's a, in such a restricted area. So I've, I've learned to use and manipulate different types of equipment during my investigations. I use a lot more lighting because I've gotten in some areas where I'm just like, oh, you know, um, you're going to have to have lights in front and back. You can't be out in these woods like this. Right. You don't have surrounding. I use a lot more camera equipment because I like to, to catch every single angle of movement out there. So I have more sensitive devices that I use during my investigations that can pick up motion a lot better and a lot faster. You're not doing this by yourself though, are you? Oh no. Oh, no, okay. No, okay. Because no, no, no. <laughs> I know when the spirits see you, they're going to be like, oh, we about to have a good time with this one. We're about to, have, we're about to get her back in here in this cave. Right. And right out in cave. Don't try to do something freaky with <laughs> Yo, you know what's so funny? I asked uh, um, the ghost hunter this question I'm going to ask you. Do you think that people be having sex with ghosts? You know what? Yes. She said no, but you tell me why. Let me tell you. I think that they do. I think there's a different kind of sexual connection that a human can have with an energy because different levels of energies have the ability to manipulate um, themselves in a certain form of physical contact. So, you know, how sometimes people feel like, you know, you, you you had that that feeling where you're in the bed and you can't get up and you feel like something's on top of oh, you. Oh, is it a devil riding your some, back? I've, I've, even, <laughs> I've even had people say, I was awake and I was staring at the ceiling, but I felt like I was having sex. 
and I had an orgasm. Baby. Like they, yes. They had an orgasm. And I was like, wow. Like, how often does this happen? And she said, it happens frequently. And, you know, I did detect energies in her house and very, very strong energies. Very strong so energies. So a nigga is having so, sex with her? Yes. They were taking over her body. People kept telling her, oh, it's in your mind. You Maybe you need a man or maybe there's something going on with you psychologically. Once I did the investigation and I confirmed, you're not crazy. You got an energy four, which energy four in my, in my research is a higher, a heightened wow. level of energy. Did she enjoy the it? The one that could physically touch you. Did she enjoy it? Did she it? enjoy it? You know what? I bet she did because you, <laughs> you keep going back to that room. Going back, you know, this might be a, a, a certain kind of stimulation that you yeah. Give it to me, right? Because if you have an orgasm, you know, most women can't come like this. So, <laughs> yo, the different oh, kind of stimulation. Man. I'm telling you, and I could, I could see that. I could see them manipulating a person's yeah. body, taking over them, causing them to have a certain kind of physical response. To that, because every uh, ghosts are energies. Yeah, you know they're just a form of energy that's transitioned over into a different element of existence. So, you know, energy to energy, it creates yeah. a different type of you know response and kinetic. Yeah. I can see that type of encounter sexually with the ghost. Right, and the reason why I ask because I feel like because I you know I do a lot of research and. I just feel like a lot of this is very popular. Like a lot of people are saying, especially people who are into like spirituality and spirits and stuff of that nature. A lot of people are saying that they are having intimacy and having sex with these ghosts. Yes. And, you know, I, I've seen this. Uh, I want to say it was like a uh, like a preview to something. Was, I think it's like a preview to a movie. And there's a lady at the table and she's like, oh, the ghost fucked my husband. And then the, la- the guy spit his water out like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's right. blind side of me. But I'm thinking, I was really sitting there thinking, like, they probably did. Yeah. They probably did. Because right. they probably have the ability to actually, and they can possess you, honey. Because <laughs> they can possess you. Yeah. I've been I've been overcome by an energy for because they get they get into your body, they they move you, they manipulate you, they push you, they touch you. The very, very strong energy forces, they can succumb your body. So yeah. they can make it do all kinds of stuff. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know, I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare, but I don't want to jump too ahead because I feel like one thing about me and you, we we can talk. <laughs> we was kicking yeah. before the episode started, y'all. Right. <laughs> so last time we spoke, you mentioned that you have done 80 investigations. So how many has it been now? Because I know oh, you've been busy. Oh, my God. I've done well over 120. Wow. Well over 120. I will say that. 70% of those investigations are residential, private hmm. owner, private renter, tenant. And it's just, it's just not, not, not as commercial. And I've liked that a lot more because my goal with this whole thing was to connect with people who were having private personal experiences in their home. Right. So when I come to your house and I can see what you're dealing with and I can, you know, validate that you're not crazy. It gives a sense of peace to me because I went through that journey mm-hmm. with my family. Yeah. So now I help other people, you know, make a decision and understand what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been a busy girl. Yeah, no, I already <laughs> know. I already know. So have you noticed any trends or patterns in the types of paranormal activities reported in your recent investigations compared to your previous years? 
Oh, yes. I'm hearing a lot more people say they hear growling noises. And that that was not something I heard um, in the past couple of years. It was usually like, okay, we're we're seeing things or we see shadows. Now it's like we hear growling and they're saying bigger figures, which was one of the reports in a lot of my investigations. I see larger figures. So I'm trying to get some connections with that. You know, I'm talking to ufologists like Mimi and mm-hmm. other people to kind of get a collaboration on what this other being could be. A, demon? Um, a lot of people are starting to say their animals are acting up a lot more. A demon? And their animals, yeah, they're, they're starting to um, be a lot more afraid and yeah. seeing and barking. And, you know, the, that's been an increase with my new investigations. Wow. You know, in the episode, um, my mother and I are sisters. I believe it's in part one or two. She was saying how, you know, she believed her mom was possessed by demons. And she was saying one night when her mom was sleeping, God had woke her up and was like, you need to hear this. She put her ear to the door and she said that she heard demons like growling. So I asked her to make the sound because I'm like, what does that sound like? And it sounded like, like somebody was growling. I'm like, yo, it sounded yeah. so crazy. Yes. Yes. And, and, that was the noise that I heard when I was younger. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that growling noise was an indication of an energy four, which is a very, very, very strong demonic, as I call it, or as a lot of religions call it, demonic energy Yeah, that can physically harm you. So that's been a heightened in um, a lot of the recent investigations I've been on. Mm. And, you know, people are like, well, how do I, How is it me? Am I possessed? Because I'm hearing this and then not everybody in the house can hear it. Right. Some people heard it. Some people didn't hear. Some people just hear movement. You know, it just it just depends on how that energy is able to manipulate you individually. Right. But but a lot of a lot of families are reporting growling and larger energies in their house. Wow. So how do you stay up to date with the latest developments and research in this field? Because besides you being the baddest Ghostbuster, you do have a life. You have a family. I do. Yeah. I do. So there's a lot, and, and I've, as I've gone through and network with a lot of different other organizations and parapsychologists, para-investigators, there's a lot of resources out there, even to the open to the public, that you can stay connected and updated with everything that's going on. Um, being out in the field is the best way for me to stay connected and, and updated with everything that's going mm-hmm. on because it every investigation teaches me something new right. with what we're dealing with. So I take that and I document and I notate. I have files all over. I got two computers, girl. Wow. I got two computers with files and documents and archives of investigation. So I try to, um, I'll notate the similarities and in investigations and I'll put them in a specific file together. And mm-hmm. I'll notate, document the patterns that I'm seeing with each um, each location, each if it's in a different state, you know, right. what are the connections, if it's in the ur- if, if it's in a suburban area, if it's in the hood, right. you know, if it's in a rural area, like I'm documenting all of that. And I'm using these connections and this this mapping and seeing if other investigators are, are making the same connections. Right. You know, it can be a very time consuming. I will sit down here in my computer for hours yeah researching documenting the best part about my family dynamic is my kids are older like I got daughters in their 20s and then my youngest daughter is 18 and then my son is 16 so they give me my peace right you know my, y'all they're... she look like she in her 20s herself y'all <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all she looking like an Instagram baddie you know and 
it's so funny when you see me and my daughters together. Uh, my oldest daughter will be here tomorrow because we're going to the Beyonce concert. Oh, yay. So, I went. Yes. It was amazing. I saw that. Yes, I yes. cried. I think I cried like multiple times. <laughs> my daughter, she she's this will be her first concert and she gets to see her her favorite person. So oh, we got to get all that. They yes. had to teach me about the whole mute thing. Like, yes. I didn't know about the mute thing. Don't get cursed out, child, please. <laughs> I, you know what? Me and my daughters have been rehearsing it. They'll call me randomly and they'll be like, Mom, I'm go, everybody go on mute. And I just be like... Yes. <laughs> Not us going on mute. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. I can, I can shut my mouth for a little bit and handle that. I can right. do that. Yeah, but that that's the and, and not everybody is fortunate enough to have you know older children yeah. or you know, older adults to where it doesn't interfere as much. And I've taken my kid, well, not my younger kids, but my older daughters. I've taken them on journeys and investigations with me, you know, because I didn't want to take them. They were just teenagers, so right. I didn't want them messing with that. But my oldest, my second oldest daughter, she was, she was like, "I'm going with you, mom." Yeah. So, so it's easy to to do what I do and to do the research because I have such a strong, supportive, healthy family dynamic. And you know, it's so crazy because like when I look at you and obviously like we follow each other, we stay in contact. Like I know you're a, a busy person and I'm just thinking to myself like, yo, work-life balance got to be difficult because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the research, the hours, the locations, everything just varies. Like it's never constant. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy in my world. And, right. the, and, and I was actually working two jobs um, and I'm a claim adjuster. So I'm a right. supplement adjuster. So I investigate houses for damages, the irony of everything. But I investigate house damages, go and do field inspections, climb into attics and basements and all that. So it's so funny that I do that as a career with investigation. So um, so I was working two projects and that was exhausting. Yeah. And then having to get off work. Like I'm sitting here at my computer right now, having to get off work, start work at six, log into one, start the other job at eight, log into both of those, get off at four thirty on one, get off at seven on the other, and then start everything else after that. Yeah, so it's a I lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and so I'll get off, I'll start an I'll start researching the investigation, and I try to plan the research for whatever investigation I do at least three four days in advance because I right. gotta research the area the history of the land and I have to go to some sometimes I got to go out to like um historical facilities and get insight and archives right because it's not always readily available to the public so that can be very time consuming and then still trying to be a mom because I know mm-hmm. my kids are older but they still need their mom right so I right. still have to try to balance that and then recently I had took on a new project which you may have seen I did my very first production of a murder mystery dinner yes yes that was it was phenomenal it looked like it was too oh gosh so there are not very many murder mis- people don't know what a murder mystery dinner is it's kind of like the game of clue right you sit around like who done figure it? Out who, killed, who killed who so i was just sitting around one day and i was talking to my girlfriend and i was like you know what i want to go to a murder mystery dinner that has black people that has black that has black actors because i've never seen it with all black actors. Mm. So, and I was looking for some in Kansas City. I was looking some for some within like a two hour radius from where I live at. Couldn't find any. I was like, I, I know you didn't find any in Kansas City. <laughs> no, no, not, not, not here, girl. Right. Not at all. So I was like, I want to find one with black actors. So I started searching. I couldn't find one. And I was like, you know what? I'm write a play. I'm write a murder mystery. 
Girl, and I had just started writing and I started writing the whole script. Mm-hmm. Um, a funny thing is I wrote one script, didn't mm-hmm. even use it. I didn't even use that script. It was called Murder at Mama's Mansion. I scrapped <laughs> it. I said, I can come up with something that's going to really pull people in. Right. So I went to sleep one day, woke up and I said, you know, this has got to be a really smooth murder mystery dinner. I need it to be smooth. Mm-hmm. And girl, that's when the name came, A Smooth Criminal Murder Mystery Dinner. Hey, you know, niggas so, love MJ, child. <laughs> MJ. Just took on the energy of Michael Jackson. Right. So I started, I, I, I didn't even, I just said I wanted to do it. And mm-hmm. then I said I wanted to have all black actors. And then I started reaching out to people, certain people with certain, you know, that fit certain characteristics. I didn't even have uh, the characters. Right. I didn't even have the characters. But that's what I, I mean, be telling people. You just have to start. Start somewhere. You just do it. Yeah. You just do it. You don't think about it. Don't think about, about it too hard. You just right. do it. Just do so, it. Yeah. And then you just, you, you'll be sitting back like, I just literally wrote a whole script, hired eight actors. Yeah. Purchased the venue. And we had to make, it was 400, oh, close to 400 people. And this is another in. business for you. This was a completely different from my investigation, different from, this was completely different. It was, it's, it's under Ghostlink Productions mm-hmm. and there's Ghostlink TV. That's the hub of my investigation and research, mm-hmm. but now it's Ghostlink Productions. So almost 400 people came. No, that's this amazing. Was past, this past Sunday, this past Sunday, it was absolutely amazing. It was inspired by Michael Jackson, a smooth criminal. We had three different synchronized choreographed dances that we did one of the people that i hired she was a choreographer so mm-hmm. we it was so dope i have yeah, to come to the next one if yeah. i can come to the next one next year i'm gonna i'm gonna try to come because I, I used to love clue oh my goodness it was so it was so dope um everybody's like we need to do another one in two months i said well when nah, two months is pushing it calm down <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you know how sometimes you just want to give people a taste of something and let right. them let them want it, you know. So I said, let me let me give myself some time because I got so much other stuff going on. Right? No, I and already I was, know. <laughs> and that was and that was dope, but um, that was an interesting thing. So that took a little bit of time away from investigations and things right. like that. Um, so I also designed a whole set in my actually two sets. Mm-hmm. I designed a interview set. So people could come and tell me their stories on camera. Mm. And I started recording. So I've had so far five interviews before That's I started good. doing the mystery. And they have been amazing. Just the the stories. I feel like people stories. would feel even more comfortable with you because I also feel like there's not a space where people of color can come and like <laughs> talk how we talk, but also be expressing themselves and then people know like this is what I experienced. Yes, it's a safe haven. It's a safe yeah. space for them to come in. And I, I, I set that platform up and I set up everything that I have because I want people to be comfortable having these conversations yeah. about what their experiences are and not feel judged, ridiculed, you know, or looked down on. So I've had, I've had, right. and it's been very diverse. The people that have been coming, there's been a guy who was born in, uh, he was born out in Hawaii. I forgot the the actual territory mm-hmm. and then there's there was a white guy that came there's a couple black guys that came there's a black girl that came there was a family that came that then they were black and they were um, here in kansas city in leavenworth so they came in their shape they shared their ghost stories and wow. it's just so amazing and they're just like oh my god i'm so happy you 
came up with this. Now yeah. we can share it. So then what is your thoughts on the recent findings of E.T. Cousin? E.T. Cousin, you're talking about the extraterrestrial stuff? Yeah. Yes. I I have been spoon feeding people about this for over a year now. Yeah, no, you have. I remember so, we talked about it. Yeah, I've been spoon feeding people this. This was built into a stimulus package to release these archives, and it's been out there. And I'm starting to find a lot of the similarities and connections with the paranormal. That's my and next question. Ufology. There's there's some similarities because even with um, even with extraterrestrials or they call them UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, or um, UFOs. Even with those, they're still comprised of energy. Right. So. So with a lot of people starting to see these taller energies and these taller figures, the the description of them is very similar to an extraterrestrial. Mm. And so that that's why I'm, I'm like, I got to map out these relationships and connections to see how these energies are flowing together because it's no coincidence. And, and a lot of the things that are starting to unfold with all of these sightings, there right. have been a numerous amount of sightings that have started to unveil ever since uh, the the release of that new stimulus package because they were like, you know what, something's about to happen, and that's what I'm sticking to. Something is disrupting, and the government is in a position to where it's like we can't hold it. They're gonna know, right? They're gonna see. They're gonna have these sightings. So there's been an influx of sightings, and I actually developed a set downstairs in my basement so I could start talking about all of these UAP UFO sightings, right? And we're connections and the location what do you think is about to happen you said what do i think is about to happen yeah give us give us a heads up yeah (laughs) so this is my 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 hypothesis on what's going on so you ever seen the movie men in black right so you got all these these aliens these terrestrials that are trying to reform and reprogram themselves and re-identify themselves as humans and, and walk amongst us so they have the ability to be that strong of an energy to where they could manipulate their physical appearance. That's so fucking crazy. They're they're starting to become more active and uh, visible in 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 the world, all over the world. So they're okay. I had went on an interview and we were on a um, a discussion panel and there was an there was a lady who kept her identity a secret, but she worked for the Pentagon for years. And one of the conversations that she had on the panel was saying, we need to be ready because I actually had a telepathic conversation because they used to have this portal that they would go to, to connect to the extraterrestrials. Like, this is a real thing. They would go to this portal. You got my attention, baby. (laughs) Yes. They would go through this secure portal that that had everything that you see in the movies. Right. That's real. That shit is real. So they had this telepathic communication with extraterrestrials. And what they told her was that it's about to be a disruption because the humans have not been abiding by the etiquette of the earth. And they've tried to come and intercept. Like, they'll come and they'll do abductions because they have to understand our dynamic. So they'll come and abduct us. Some people get sent back. Some people don't get sent back or they get sent somewhere else. And they lose the kinetics of who they were. So they're like, there's going to be a disruption soon because you guys are not taking care of things the way you should. We've tried to help the humanity, but the humanity is dissolving. Mm. So when she was told that telepathically by one of the greys, which which some people might know who the greys are. Right. Then she took that back and, and, you know, due to confidentiality, she couldn't actually tell anybody, but she said she's been holding it in for over a decade. She's, she's been holding it in. 
So I know that's been me. eating her up. I, it oh. was eating her up. She had went on uh, what's it called Reddit, and they they allow you. I think it's called Reddit. Yeah, and they allow you to have uh, private discussions, and you know you could be anonymous. She went on there and started telling her story, and that's how we found her. So when she came on the panel and shared that, it was like it makes sense. And this is why they're releasing all of this stuff now because they know these beings are going to come and start inserting themselves and normalizing their their presence. Their presence wow. is going to become normal. So there's a, a there was a situation that happened where there was a police officer and they caught the creature on their dash cam. And they caught the event. Yeah, this really happened. I'm going to do, do an interview about this in my basement. But they actually, the dash cam of the uh, police car caught an extra fresh reel in the backyard of somebody's house. I think it was in Phoenix. Oh, I think I read Phoenix. that. Yeah. 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 And it's just, they're starting to become, you know, more active and visible. So I was going to say something so shady, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm like, it's why I can catch an alien, but I can't catch these uh, police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> like y'all can't catch okay but y'all you but, know what oh alright yeah <laughs> but as you were saying we say, don't want to get too into that yeah I don't want to right alright right. But, but wow you know so there's been people seeing extraterrestrials or beings in their windows like they'll just be staring in the windows and that's another link that I said okay cause you know people have been saying their animals is acting up their animals are acting up and they're starting to see things in the windows. So they'll be barking at the windows and they'll be barking at the doors. Like, like something's coming in or going out. That's so fucking I'm like, scary. Yeah. But should we be afraid? Cool. Because it seems like the aliens want to help us. You know, and, and we fear what we don't understand. Facts. So we're going to be, we're, we're going to be so afraid of it. Um, so that's why I think the government started depositing breadcrumbs of information. I think if they released everything that they had on our project, right. it would be a panic. So, so they're starting to try to get us nor- make it more comfortable for us to understand, okay, yes, there's extra special, there's documentation and politicians that have confirmed it. So they're starting to try to build us into that idea and normalize it and help us try to get to this normalization of these beings existing. You know, but it's, wow. it's, it's scary. I, and I said that to myself, I said, should we be worried? And I said, you know, let me go ahead and start getting all of my, um, <laughs> let me start packing up. Cause I'm like, where are you going to go? <laughs> I don't know. Cause if, Girl, they're going to get you on the Jeep. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. The that Jeep ain't they saving you. <laughs> go straight through walls. Where are we going? Right. So I said, how do we protect ourselves? You know, I said, maybe I should start loading up, getting bottled waters and okay, so let me get some ammunition. But where am I going to go? Yeah, you shoot one of them and see what happens. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? You make a good point because there is a movie on Hulu and the movie is talking about pretty much how this woman is pretty much coexisting with aliens. And not for nothing. I thought the movie was kind of like, eh. However, now it makes sense because I do feel like they're giving us like little breadcrumbs here and there to prepare us because you can't deny what people are seeing. It's undeniable. You know, at first we would just look at it. Okay, maybe that's a drone. No! Drones don't look like that. Now, there's like... 200 drones in one in one motion flying over um vegas like right. um a lot of sightings have been in nevada a lot of sightings have been on the california coastline a lot of them because a lot and another thing is a lot of them have um at least i believe in the research i've done a lot of them have hubs and portals in the water 
their mm-hmm. ships and things are in the water, in the ocean. Well, people so, are saying that you should leave the ocean alone because you don't want to know what's really in there. True. Yeah. True. Because there's a lot. They've, they've been able, they started detecting, they sent that submarine down there, and they started detecting a lot of different um, vessels yeah. and ships and things that, you know, they're just starting to, to tell us about a little bit more. Wow. And, but a lot of a lot of you see a lot of times those 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 extraterrestrial UAPs they're hovering over water, so that's where they get their their telepathic communication because I guess it's probably an easier way to hide. And then I think you know a lot of the research facilities, pentagons, and all of that they're always closer to the coastline, clearly because there's some hidden wow. truths to why they have to be in those areas because yeah. of those hubs. Honestly. <laughs> I feel like remember 106 in Park? Yes. You know that was a wig on AJ head, right? <laughs> I can bring my friend, so it was that I- was a yeah, that it was a lace front. You know that, right? Back then? <laughs> Ever since then, I, I really don't believe nothing. Like I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I gotta see shit for myself. Cause it's just like we have been lied to for so yes. many years. Yes. Yes, that's why, girl, I tell people, yeah, keep some faith. You know, everybody needs to have yeah. something to believe. But don't let what you've been taught be the only thing that you learned. Right. There's so, so much other truth out there. I, I usually use it as an example. Um, how many different species of, of, of just um, cat, cattle and, and insects? Right. And, you know, amphibians, how many different species of those are out there? And a countless amount, a countless amount. So if there's so many different species and spiders and insects and animals, yeah, what makes you think, and there's some animals that I didn't even know existed. Me too. So what makes you think that there is not a possibility of other things out there? Right. We're talking about birds that can fly to all kinds of depths. Yeah, creatures in the water that have the ability to sustain life underwater because they have fins. Animals that can climb so high in different different depths. Like, what makes you guys think that we are just restricted to just this human normality? So yeah. there's other planets in the solar system. There's other galaxies wow. that have been discovered. So if you think there's about it, what so much out that, there. Exactly, there's so much out there. So how can you limit your mind to believe and, and think that? There is nothing that exists beyond that. We right. exist. We exist in this paradigm. There's got to be other things. And then I tell people, do you believe in dinosaurs? Some people say yes. Yeah. Some people say no. I say, I don't even know if they were in the Bible or not. Right. <laughs> Think about it. If you believe in dinosaurs and they were able to research, you know, the history of dinosaurs, the age and the era, we're talking about millions of years. Right. Before humanity. What makes you think that there weren't other species if dinosaurs walked the land? Yeah. The pyramids, you know, how did all that stuff get here? You think like where did gotta it come from? It gotta be something more, yeah. Yeah, way more sophisticated. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. One of the things that we were talking about earlier, and that's why I'm like, I, I value you in the last conversation I had with the other ghost hunter, is, you know, I was telling you how it's so difficult finding Black women in this industry. And one of the things that I love about you and her is that y'all know y'all shit. Like, I be feeling like, I be, <laughs> I be feeling like I'm in class when I'm with y'all. So, Can you discuss the importance of collaboration and networking with other black women or just people of color within this industry? You know, when I when I heard that there was another ghost hunter that I've been trying to find. I know, y'all. She she text messaged me so quick. I said, oh, my God, I got to connect with her because I've been trying to find another female in this industry, black female, because we are so rare. Mm -hmm. And. 
to to find another person in the same in the same paradigm, in the same career path, and the same journey of research with being black. Yeah, it's because it's it's so taboo of a conversation. The more people that we find that are in this industry, and the more people we can motivate to become a part of this research the better we are understood yeah, and the better we are able to connect ourselves and to extend ourselves towards each other so we can get rid of these type taboo conversations and actually put ourselves on the platform a lot more so that where we're not always the ones that are, you know, in the background and the, the extras and the, the people that are, okay, the stand-ins, we right. are the ones that see in the movies because we are the ones telling our stories. I get so excited when I connect with another person, a black person in this industry, because it's just so important for us to be, to build together. And, you know, a lot of the conversations around the black community is we, we don't want to connect. We don't want to network. We don't want to, we don't want to have these, we don't want to build bridges to each other. We're always in competition. And in this industry, in this industry, there is no competition. Yeah. There's us against uh, things that are unseen. There's yeah. us against things that are, you know, that, that scientific explanations can be a part of. Right. So we have to bond together so that way we can figure out as a unit, as a culture, how to understand these things that and, and just give it a different version of normal. And I know I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. I don't think I ever asked you this question before, but do you work with other like psychics and mediums or scientists when you're doing your investigations? Because I know you yes. have a team, but like, what does your team, who do your team consist of? Yeah, so I have one field, well, two field investigators. And then depending on the type of investigation, I might call in like a medium. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it might be a medium that's local to that region for convenience. I might call that person in. And it just, and it varies with every investigation. But a medium, um, an intuitive a um a person who's more analytical and has a research background i usually encompass those whenever i do an investigation sometimes it might be me and a, another person if i don't feel like the investigation requires an extensive amount of people right. so um it might be me and one other person but it just it just varies but i typically connect with mediums or anybody that has a sensitivity and can actually give some guidance in that particular investigation. Right. Now, have you had a, a personal experience of encounters with recent paranormal activities that have left a lasting impact on your beliefs or made you approach things differently as of recently? Oh, goodness. As of recently, let me see. Yes. And this is when we were in the tunnel. And I know that tunnel was different, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would have not went in nobody's tunnel. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And this was actually the first time I had been in a tunnel. And in this particular tunnel, I use that radiation detector because mm-hmm. it, it, it allows the frequencies, it picks up things, it's more sensitive. And I also used a device that some people call it the spirit box. Um, some people call it the voice box, but it also allows the energy to communicate with you. So when this energy was communicating, it was naming off things that were pertinent to that particular area because Warsaw is a, is a territory that they call it the Purple Heart Territory. Mm. So when the, the, the voice box was responding, it was giving me names. So I was documenting the names nah. and come to find out the one, one color in particular that it kept reading off was purple. And then it said purple, purple hearts, water, purple, purple. So 
when me and the uh, the investigator that I was with were driving through the neighborhood just to kind of look at things, on every big giant pole, there was purple hearts, purple hearts, purple oh, hearts. Oh, wow. Purple hearts. So we were like, are you reading this? Right, this right. This is purple heart. This is giving us, if that, that voice box gave us clues to what possibly happened to these people that are in this tunnel. A lot of people don't know, sometimes spirits, they travel. So their spirit might not be tied to that specific location, but they're honed and housed there because it might be their safe haven. Right. But they died somewhere else. So after doing the research on the area, because where the purple hearts were on the on the big gigantic light poles, there was a body of water. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is even more interesting. So the more research I did, the little girl's name was Heaven. So I started doing the research and where the purple hearts in the water was, there was a little girl and her father that drowned in the lake. Oh, wow. I said, oh my goodness, this is the name that was read off in this location. Right. Purple heart, water, drowning, heaven. And that was her name. Mm. So that investigation was, it was so meaningful and it left such a lasting impression because I said, I wonder if anybody knows that they drowned there. Right. That was part. Isn't it, you know, if they, if they did drown there, like were they murdered or, you know, does this, does, does anybody in that area know that? You know, I had to go through a lot of extensive research when I started looking up the names of individuals that, you know, went missing and stuff right. like that. Like, I wonder if they know that they're possibly in this lake. Wow. And this is what their resting place was. And they were communicating with that through me. So, it was it was it was a shock to me and my investigator because we had never been taken on a journey like that and spotted clues and given direction outside of the actual facility right. like that the whole actual investigation area that we were in and to be pointed in a direction that can give us more insight. So I felt like they were telling us they was helping y'all. Yes, this is what happened to us. Yeah, were y'all murdered? Were you know? Did you drown together? Did you commit suicide? Right. So it was it was so it was so interesting. That was so interesting. That was one of my most memorable investigations. Mm, you know what? Speaking of lakes, would you ever do research on Lake Lanier? Yes, I would. And that's what that location. And there's another location. Nah, don't go to Lake Lanier. Oh, uh, Lake Lanier is different, man. <laughs> Have you ever been there? No, nah, I'm not trying. To, I would never go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they say you don't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that you you know you go there, you disappear. And there's another like there's a, another place that I really want to go. It's a forest in Japan. Ooh, I believe no. you go there, and they, it's called the Suicide Forest. Why you want to go there? I just want to go there to document that I'm an investigator. Why do I have to go in any place that I shouldn't be in? No, but I just no, no. Go there to just I just want to document it. But they say people go into this this area to hang themselves. I just want to go see oh my this, this. They literally like they documented people hanging. There's this one guy that did a documentary and there was a human hanging in the background. Now, I thought that was a bit much. Like, come on. Yeah. Now. Now, I come know on, you, respect that, the dead. Come on. Now. Respect, respect their resting place. You know, that was a bit much. But to document just the area and just to feel the energies. I ain't going to spend a night like a lot of those people did. Like yeah. they camp out in the woods. Oh, no, 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 no. You asking no. for what's coming if you camp out. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You're asking for a lot more than ghosts to get you because I'm not camping out like that. <laughs> right, right, right. No. I'm not camping out like that. But, um, you know, to visit the area, you know, because I can feel the, the one thing about me that I call the best piece of equipment when I go on investigation is me because I have a sensitivity. So when I start feeling certain energies that are too strong and that, that cause me to have like this anxiety, I'll get a strong anxiety. I'll get nauseous. I'll probably start throwing up. And when I start feeling that, I got to go. I've right. walked out on many investigations because uh, the energies are too strong. You know, that's my next question. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to just had to just terminate an investigation? Yes. Because of yes. your safety and or unforeseen <laughs> issues. Yes. Yeah. The The biggest one that I terminated an investigation, it was in North Carolina and it was at a house that was owned uh, by a he was a sergeant colonel of the Confederate soldiers back in the early days. And he lived in this uh, this colonel. William McCorkle is mm -hmm. his name. That's so right. he had this house. Name these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, William McCorkle, he owned this house out there. And his house was like a, a stopping station. So they would have the buggies and the horses and they would back up. And this is where their meeting point was. But it was also a housing station for a lot of... It's kind of like set up like a hotel in a way. Right, right. So, but it was his primary house. So when I went to do... I was actually there to do an inspection like a regular job for my day job. And then I started seeing these energies in the windows. And then the lady tells me about the house. And she's like, uh, I said, who's that up there in the window? There's a lady in the window. And she's like, I said, is that your sister? And she said, no, there's nobody here but me and my husband. But wow. I know who you're talking She said, I know who you're talking about. So she turns around. She looks at the window. I said, so this is not your sister. Oh, wait, and I, I remember the story. She was a slave or yeah. something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But tell it for the I, new listeners. Go ahead. So this house, um, I had actually gone just to do an inspection for my job, my day job. It turned into a full blown investigation. Yeah. So but when I went in there to actually do the investigation, a pit of blue fire came up through the four year floor and went through the damn ceiling. So I said, excuse me. She said, yeah. Oh, that happens all the time. I said, nah. What? <laughs> She's like, it, it happens all the time. And I was like, okay. So I'm walking around the house. I start seeing, I seen a little boy walk by. Um, there was a tall soldier. There was the one, the slave woman that was standing on the stairs. And I heard the baby crying. I said, there's a lot of energy here. Wow. There's a lot of, it was, it was making me sick. And then for the blue fire to come through the, the ground, I said, there's wait, this energy is too strong. Your, these energies come to find out um, they had killed a lot. There was a, a soldier that committed suicide. He was raping a lot of the slave women. One of the slave women got pregnant by William McCorkle. He murdered her and the baby and buried them in the backyard. Wow. So there was a tremendous amount of energy in that house. And I told her, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to, to do the investigation, but I can't. Yeah, I can't. That's how I, I know I, you from the hood, cause once shit don't start <laughs> sounding or feeling right, you gotta be out. <laughs> you gotta trust that feeling, okay? Cause yeah, you know we got that feeling. We got that feeling. You know, don't seem right. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like that's just common sense. Like when shit start feeling a little too real, nah. Yeah. Cause fire, no. I don't play with. <laughs> mm -mm. That that's poltergeist stuff. So yeah. that that. Like, and at, and at some point, I was like, was I even really talking to the owners? Because it Were makes you start questioning so? yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, are they even real? You know, did I even actually? The funny part was I, I went and I did their inspection before I did the investigation. So I inspected their house, took pictures, 
when I got ready, ready to submit my picture so I can get paid for right. my work, everything gone. Whole file. Everything. Gone wow. out of my camera. No photos. No record of the file. Everything's gone. So I called the company I work for. I'm like, did you have a Mr. and Mrs. Ketchup? Because that's what their, their last name was. Ketchup. Right. And then I said, "What's there? Did, did you guys send me out on an inspection with a Mr. and Mrs. Ketchup? And they were like, yes. I said, okay. Can you verify the address? Right. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm questioning, did I actually... It's not adding what, up. Are, are these ghosts that right. I dealt with or are these real people? So they were real people, but all of the dots, all the photos in my camera, and I had a very, very detailed camera, the stuff ain't going to just disappear. Right. It takes, you literally have to get an approval to delete stuff out of your phone. Wow. So I know I documented everything. All of it disappeared. It wow. was like the house, the, the energy that was in that house did not want any of the truth to be to be let out. And they still in the house? Like, girl. <laughs> no. You know, it's so funny. They called me a year and a half later. And then I was like, who is this? And then she was like, yes, it's Miss Ketchup. I said, Mrs. Ketchup from North Carolina? She said, yeah. I said, how are you? She said, I'm doing great. We moved out of the house. I said, did you? She said, yeah. We're just trying to see if you'd be interested in buying it. Hell no. I said, what would you you think that I'd be interested in buying the house? She said, because you were so connected to the house. I said, I I, I felt the energies and I felt the connection. I said, but I wouldn't want to buy that house. She said, I'd rather for a black person to buy it than a white person. Mm. Said because it's in a neighborhood with a lot of white people, and she said it would startle the hell out of the neighborhood if a black person bought this house. And after everything that happened in that house, she said a black person deserves to be in control of it. And I said, "Wow." Well, these niggas don't care if you're black. (laughs) 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 They listen. These spirits—they don't give no fucks. Don't give a dick if you're black, white, purple, pink. They're going to disturb you no matter what color right. you are. And you know, what ha- you know what happened to that man who bought that? Um, we spoke about this last time, but a guy, he was an investigator, and he bought that family's home with the black mom and her kids. Yes, Zach Bagans. Yeah, his mm-hmm. eyes got, like, he kind of, I think he's, like, blind now. They yeah. yeah, he has that. He has that um, that stigmatism in his eye, and, like, he's half blind. Yeah, the spirits fucked him up. Yeah, you know, and then they end up tearing, and, and that was in... um. Oh, I always oh. forget the location. Oh, uh, they they tore it down. They did tear the they house down. To, I St. Louis? Nope. It was in... Gosh. It was in... Oh, man. It'll come back to me. But I think he tore it. I think he got it. Um, He did his thing and tore it down because he was like, it yeah. was just too much going on in that house. It was so It was so much going on. They used to have seances in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a lot of demonic energy in that home, and it affected not just that black family. Um, everybody that came encounter with it, yeah, you know that would been an investigation that I would have pulled out of because yeah. <laughs> he spent the night there too. Zach ended up spending the night there. Oh no, no, yeah, because no. those things, you know, you can't. There's only so far you can take them energies. You can't just put yourself in those positions of that strong of an energy and not expect anything to happen. Yeah. They can manipulate a lot of things about a human because our vessels are so much more weaker than theirs. Yeah. So you got to be, you got to be very careful. Right. They will, they will do something to you. Yeah. So now you, you mentioned that you've been doing a lot of, uh, 
well, a lot of your research has has have a lot of um, religion involvement in it. And I know in the past you have done research on demons. So do you believe in spiritual warfare? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is, oh, you know, it, it's learning so much about the cultural dynamic has, has taught me that spiritual warfare is, is so real. It's, it's real with just other cultures. It's real with ourselves. It's right. real within us. And the battle of, of us against the unforeseen and unseen is so real. Yeah. And, it, and they're starting to label it, you know, um, spiritual warfare, they're starting to label a psycho psychological dysfunctions and they're starting to try to give you, give it a, a, an identification. And in reality, it's just the warfare of, of ourselves and these other components of existence that we have to, we have to be, we have to learn to understand that, that we are not alone. And, and the, the moment you start understanding that you're not alone and you're not alone in your own energy presence, you the the better you start accepting everything else around you, and it won't psychologically complicate things for right. you. Right, but yeah, that I definitely believe in that. So, how do you view the relationship between spiritual war- warfare and everyday life or personal struggles, especially when it comes to generational curses? Like, I feel yeah. like when we have more conversations, and obviously, you know, I speak a lot about, or my guests speak a lot about, you know, just sexual abuse, and we a lot of people have been saying like, you know, this is, we are in a real spiritual warfare. Like these are demons that are possessing us and making people do certain things that are not right. Yeah. There's some, sometimes people, at least with the industry that I've been in and just the people that I've connected with, sometimes people want to utilize certain aspects of spiritual warfare as a, as an escape goat to continue to do malicious things. That part. So so you got to be able to discern between a person who's just trying to use it as a scapegoat or, or a person who's actually really dealing with something. Right. And that's why I feel like it's so important to have this these conversations normalized because I don't think we would look down on these people as much if we understood the kinetics of how they are and, and, and what they're actually exposed to and what they're dealing with. Because a lot of people would have looked at me younger, especially in the black community, as okay she's got some psychological issues you know she's she's just one thing they told my mother was if you were right with god your daughter wouldn't be born through yeah so and then my mother took offense to that she's my mother's like you don't know what the hell we've been through you have no idea so but you're trying to label me and you're trying to you know associate me with this 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 religious dynamic or um, um religious association because i'm not in this particular segment right but um but yeah there's a lot of things that are that that are just just that are surfacing there's the the spiritual warfare the the spiritual components are starting to heighten even more and a lot of people are straying away from the whole religious explanation you know they're using faith as a common ground, but they're also keeping their mind on the fact that there could be other things that's causing this to be a disruption in my life. And then, you know, there's a lot of pressure on people now, socially, financially, emotionally, uh, psychologically. The pressures of life have heightened so much yeah. to where people are starting to convince themselves that other things are going on with them. In reality, you just got a lot of normal pressure. They're just building on to the, the components of your life and it's frustrating you, it's weakening you right. and it's making you more susceptible to these demonic forces or to these energies to where they can right. manipulate advantage of you because your vessel's not strong. You 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 can only hold 
so much. You know, they say, oh, well, you know, God's only going to give you as much as you can hope. Right. Society has, has, has structured us to, we got to respond to emails immediately. We got to take phone Facts. calls. We got to pay bills. We got to raise children. We have to, we have to respond in a certain dynamic. You know, back in the day, women, you know, we stayed at home, reared the children. Yeah. Now we are in a position of independence to where we have to assume certain responsibilities, still rearing children, still taking care of the household, still trying to be this particular component in society. So that way we're not judged and ridiculed. Then, you know, and then this society is weakened so much because what, what do they call it? The, um, what does they call it nowadays with, with a lot of this generation, but, um, what? when they call you out on stuff or they, um, I forgot the title. It's Cancel a title culture? They cancel culture. Right. You know, they have this cancel culture mentality. And then they also have this, I want to be uh, pacified mentality. And they're so much more weaker. And now they're saying, okay, well, you know what? Me and my daughter had a conversation about this yesterday. Mom, I think that I might need to get medication because my cycles are changing and I'm starting to become mm. more depressed. And I think that I'm dealing with something psychologically. I said, baby, no, you're not. You're right. dealing with something called life. Yeah. Your life. And you're, you're, you're under stress. She's in, she, my daughter's in the Navy. My second oldest daughter. I said, baby, it's called life. Oh, she's stressed out. Yeah. (laughs) You in the Navy, girl. (laughs) You went through basic training. You know, she, um, unfortunately I would have been a grandmother this October, but she Mm -hmm. had an ectopic pregnancy. So I said, your body's changing, but the way that this society is, is, is just, it's just pandering and pampering and pacifying this generation. To make it think like, oh, I need to medicate myself. So right. that way I have to deal with the reality of what I'm what I'm dealing with. Right. But in reality, it's going to make the situation worse because it might get rid of one problem but cause multiple other problems. And then you're subjecting yourself to that psychological, that weakened force field where you might become succumb to these demonic energies. You might yeah. have that exposure because you are weakening your vessel. Yeah. So you're strong enough to deal with all of these you know, these spiritual interferences. Right. Yeah. Listen, if you would have became a grandma, I know the, the grandmas we know would be like, nah, <laughs> this bitch is not no grandma. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I said, Cause you look I like you could be your daughter's sister. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I have to send you some pictures of us. Beyonce concert. Yes, but, um, please, please. Yeah. When we go out, we, me and my, my daughters, we all, matter of fact, I have a picture of us. I'm going to send it to you. They're like, who's the mom? You know, the who's the mom? You know, <laughs> when I remember when I was first, when I first found you and I'm like, wait, is these her sisters? Cause I know this is not her daughters. Like <laughs> I was so confused, but I'm like, you know what? When you take care of yourself and you're doing right. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. It's, I, I tell everybody I have been through so much at such a young age. Yeah. Like, how do you look so young? I don't stress. I, I accept life for what it is. I Facts. accept it for what it is. And it, it comes with a lot of different terms and moving parts. So once you start accepting the fact that everything ain't going to always have an explanation to it, yeah. then that's when you understand that you can sit back and chill and then work around whatever else comes your direction. Because it's, it's it's stressing. People like to, people. some people survive and die on stress. Yeah, no, they, facts. They, yeah, facts. some people survive and die on stress because this is, this is what, this is what they're comfortable with. Okay. If I'm stressing, then this is normal. Right. If I, if I don't understand it, then this is normal. Right. If I, if I get an explanation, then this is normal. 
and their brains are so focused on everything, it's making you age. Yeah. And it's making you age, it's making you lose touch with your inner core. And it's just causing you to be just so disruptive in other areas of your life to where you're just weakening your vessel. Yeah. I'm always happy. I'm always trying That's to That's what I told myself. Out. I love me too much. Yeah. Just, you know, despite everything I've been through, what I feel, what I've seen, I love my vessel too much to let it be weakened by the forces of society yeah. and their speculations and hypothesizations. I'm, I'm happy in the simple. And then, you know, Thanks. some people are like, how do you do it all? How do you do this? How do you work these two jobs and do a production and do investigations and write scripts? And I don't think about it. Yeah, I just, I just do it. Do it. Yeah. I just do it. Because you know when you need to stop. Yeah. Or slow down, just, should I say. You just, yes. You just do it. Your body will tell you when it's ready to sit down. It'll tell yeah. you. Oh, it will definitely the, tell you. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like you, your body is like, sit down, but you've been persevering through it all. You look beautiful. Oh, this woman thank has you. COVID. Yes, y'all. I gorgeous. have COVID. <laughs> and oh, my God. And I've been pushing through. So y'all can I've probably hear it in my through. voice. But yeah, yes, but, my friend was like, you don't look like you got COVID. I'm like, no, I had COVID. <laughs> yeah, but you still look amazing. And you know, you, you got you. a goal to accomplish. And you've been doing such a wonderful job. And I'm proud of this woman, you guys. I am Thank so you. proud of her on this journey. And I support her 120%. She's doing an amazing thing. So, yeah, as long as you don't, don't think about it, just, yeah. just do it. No, I just agree. Do it. I agree. And, and then, last but not least. What are some of your most important lessons you learned from your career as a paranormal investigator that you would like to pass on to others that's interested in this field? Keep an open mind about everything. Facts. Keep an open mind. Um, never, ever, your feelings are going to tell you a lot. So trust your feelings, um, but also trust what you see. And, you know, and, and sometimes, again, you might not always get an explanation and that's okay. You're not always going to have a definitive explanation for what you're dealing with. Right. Which is why a lot of my investigations, I've learned something new every time I go out because everyone's experiences might be very, very different. Yeah. So, you know, what happens at one person's house is not going to always happen at another person. So you can't be so close minded, you know. Um, also, you know, a lot of people take medication and things like that. Don't be so judgmental. Go into it with an open mind and an ability to want to learn something new about what you're dealing with and what these other people are experiencing. Now, I am so happy that I found you over here. <laughs> no, seriously, I think that what you are doing is so amazing. And however I can support you, you know I am down. Hopefully we can link up really soon. But yeah. I am just so excited for what's to come for you because I know you have been doing a lot of amazing things that you can't speak on yet. And I cannot gotcha. wait to get your book. <laughs> So definitely send me some copies so I can support you and definitely get the professional home girls to support you as well. So I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And you know, I am always going to be here to support this platform because it is doing amazing things. So stay on top of it. PhD podcast. Like, yeah. Okay. Doing the Lord's <laughs> work. Okay. And to yes. the listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. And until next time, everyone, later. Bye.
The Professional Homegirl Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. And you can connect with me on social media at the PhD Podcast. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.